Good afternoon. It is Friday, March 19th, and it is my pleasure to introduce our guest today, Alyssa Camahort-Page. And Alyssa is the co-founder and COO of blogher.com. And I had the pleasure of introducing, uh, or interviewing rather, uh, Alyssa a couple of weeks ago on Social Mediopolis Live, and I was just so intrigued by her story that uh, I asked if she would join us here today. Alyssa, welcome. Oh, thanks, Chicky. Thanks very much. Alyssa, can you just give us a little bit of, of your uh, personal background, the snapshot that uh, everyone else gave, and then we'll dive right into talking about your company. Yeah, absolutely. I like to say I have a bit of a checkered past. <laughs> I've worked in um, uh, several different industries, uh, but most uh, since 1997 I've been working in the tech industry and marketing and product management. And in 2003, uh, I also started getting involved with um, blogging and social media, primarily at first as a personal endeavor. And then I kind of had what I call my peanut butter chocolate moment about how blogging and marketing really went together very well, and it was a powerful tool. Uh, and I started somewhat unexpectedly to de- decided to start my own consultancy and help companies get engaged in the blogosphere and the social media sphere. And then along the way, in 2005, I founded BlogHer um, with my two partners, Lisa Stone and Joy Desjardins, and we just had our fifth anniversary as a company. And tell me a little bit about that, because you guys actually met offline, right? Yeah, actually, we were um, not. We there are lots of people you meet through your online community and are your online friends. Actually, we were not. I met Lisa because um, we had a mutual friend, and he kept telling me, "You really need to meet my friend Lisa. She's she's blogging too, and she's into politics too. You guys are totally hit off, hit it off." And he kept telling Lisa, "You really need to meet my friend Elisa because she's blogging too, and she's really into politics too." And you guys would totally hit it off. So uh, we kept missing each other, and eventually we just decided to plan um, a lunch and meet and network and, and really didn't have an agenda for it other than this really good friend of ours kept telling us to get together. Um, meanwhile, I sat next to Jory at a conference, and we <laughs> we always like to joke that it, it was a blogging conference, actually, and we looked around the room and realized we were the only two people in the room who weren't taking notes, didn't have our heads buried in our laptops. We were actually still taking notes on in notebooks on pen and paper, and so we were kind of bonding about the irony of that. And um, <laughs> later when Lisa and I um, started cooking up this idea to do a conference, uh, we quickly realized that three heads would be better than two, and I said, oh, I met this really smart, cool woman um, last month at a conference. Let me give her a call and see if we can you know, suck her into our web of uh, of too much work and <laughs> get her get her really passionate about it, too. Well, interesting. So you have now grown to doing three conferences a year, and you, you can't see it because you're not looking on, on our online site, but I'm, I'm showing them uh, the page on the BlogHer site oh. that uh, is uh, paging through your three conferences. So uh, for anybody who's not online, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about the conferences and how they've evolved? Sure. So we started in 2005 um, – 
we basically blogged this idea. There was this meme going around about um, where are the women. And it actually wasn't limited to blogging or tech. It's, it was to give you some context of the time. Um, this was right after Carly Fiorina had been pushed out of HP, and there were lots of articles, where are the women in Fortune 500 boardrooms. This was after there had been a study that showed there was a dearth of women on, on mainstream newspaper op-ed pages and on the Sunday morning talk shows. So where are the women in media? Um, and uh, this was after Lawrence Summers gave his comments at Harvard, and where are the women in math and science? And... Um, and it was also trickling down more to tech and internet and blogging, where are the women speaking at tech conferences and where are the women bloggers. And it kind of culminated with this political blogger, a male political blogger, who wrote a post, where are the women bloggers? And it was a rhetorical question because he had the answer. It was that we were all, um, we didn't want to support our ideas or engage in healthy debate or really mix it up. We couldn't take it, you know, that kind of um, thing that I'm sure we've all heard before in some way, shape or form. Um, so there was a lot of uproar about it. When Lisa and I met and had lunch, um, you know, she said, well, I had this idea, you know, we could all keep talking about it in our blogs or we could do something. Do you think if we had a conference and we covered all the same topics that any other blogging or tech conference covered, all the experts and speakers were women, do you think anyone would be interested in that? And I said, well, I would totally be interested in that. We should do that. <laughs> Um, neither one of us were event managers or producers, so that was probably a good thing because we didn't really know um, exactly what we were getting ourselves into. So we blogged the idea, hey, anybody interested? It turned out it was obvious that people really, really were. And 120 days later, we had this sold-out one-day event for 300 mostly women um, bloggers. And, and from there, um, we, we just could see there was a ton of energy and passion around the topic. We got tons of feedback, and we sat down um, and figured out, okay, what should we do with this next? And there were really three answers, that three main themes that emerged from all the feedback we were getting. And the first was, yes, more conferences, because nothing, in fact, does replace the face-to-face -face interaction. You know, we all love to meet the people um, that we've come to know online in person. Uh, and so we knew we wanted to do more events. Um, we also knew that people wanted to find each other every day, find other women who cared about, you know, this niche topic you may think you're the only one who really cares out about, and through blogging you discover there's a whole community out there of people who care about that same thing. So that's why we launched blogger.com. And then there was a sub, uh, subset of people who said, you know what, I really love this, and I think I'm good at it, and I wish I could make money at it. Do you have a business model? And so that's why we launched the Publishing Network and started representing women who blog as their publisher. Um, and those are the same three businesses we have today. Um, the conferences have really expanded. Uh, this year we're coming to New York for the annual conference for the first time, and it will be over 2,000 people. Wow. Uh, we'll also do a Blog Her Business event the day before that's really focused on more and more marketers are showing up to these events, and we really feel like there's a lot of education to be had about how to outreach to bloggers, how to engage with bloggers authentically. So we've started... We started Blog Her Business in 2007 to really talk about how to incorporate blogging and social media into your strategies. And then last year we added Blog Her Food for a very, very passionate segment of our community, which is the food bloggers. And um, we're, we're doing that again this year and expanding it to two days from one day, and, and um, we'll see where we go from there. We'll probably add more segments over time wow. as well. 
Wow, that that's impressive. Um, uh, you heard a couple of people talking about a conference that we had in Dallas last week, and and we've always had a a women's forum, an executive women's forum, and, and it actually was kind of the precursor to Egg. I mean, uh, the executive girlfriends group wasn't sponsored by this conference, but but they would have this half day, and we would have, you know, if the conference had a thousand people, we would have a hundred women, and we would sit around uh, a big table. And uh, we we wouldn't have speakers. We would have discussion leaders. And for four hours, nobody would want to get up and go to the bathroom because they didn't want to miss anything. And, you know, it was so cool. And then, you know, last week the conference was much smaller than it's been in the past, maybe 300. But we had 50 women, so we actually had a a larger uh, percentage. Uh But, you know, we at the last two major industry conferences in our industry, which – you know, does have a significant number of women uh, in leadership, not necessarily in the C-level positions, but, you know, definitely the EVP and VP positions and and certainly a lot of the the business owners at the entrepreneurial level. Um, You know, we were looking at the attendance at the last couple of conferences and also that there were no women, uh, you know, who were actually speaking. They might have somebody in in a talk back or a moderator position. Sorry, I turned off my phone. Um, so at any rate, you know, I mean, the thought of, of kind of applying that same thing to our industry, I, I bet an all-women conference in our industry would go over really, really well. And we do have a lot of people who are blogging about travel. Um, yeah. But and, and I noticed in, in your categories, and, and maybe you can talk to us a little bit about um, how you have structured BlogHer, because I, I was just fascinated by it when, when we did the inter- interview of you, because you you really have put it all together. Right. So we, um, you know, the first conference, we uh, we like to say we weren't a profit, for-profit, we weren't a non-profit, we were three chicks with credit cards who just decided to do this thing. And um, But as soon as we sat down um, after the first conference and went through all the feedback and decided what we wanted to do with it, um, we decided that we we did want to create a for-profit company. You know, a lot of people uh, assumed would ask us if we were going to be a nonprofit. We kind of assume we must be going to be a nonprofit. Um, I think for two reasons. Not on purpose, because, anyway. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think because we were women. Right. Um, and we were like, uh, maybe a woman, but honey, I bought my house and have a mortgage. You know, so. Right. Um, and I think because we were four women and 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 had a mission, you know that. Uh, it, but we actually think that it's um, a higher calling to show that you can actually be a mission-based for-profit organization, um, right. and that you can do good even if you're doing business, and you can be business savvy and but still, um, you know, socially conscious, I guess. Uh, so we started pretty much from the beginning. We decided to be a for-profit company, and you know, and from the beginning, we we sort of said, okay, if we're going to do this, we need to do it absolutely right and buttoned up from the beginning. So once we made that decision, we hired a lawyer, we drew up the LLC papers, we right. um, we sort of structured it um, as a three-way partnership from the beginning and had a particular approach that was even if we weren't sure at the moment what where it was going to go and i think our original thought was we were just going to bootstrap it forever you know the idea of taking outside funding wasn't that interesting to us until you know it took another 18 months uh before we decided to do that and um um 
and, and then we finally did do that in 2007, and we've had three rounds of funding since then. Alyssa, of your bloggers, um, how many of them do you suspect are actually entrepreneurs as opposed to, um, you know, women who are holding corporate positions, and, you know, in some kind of executive level? I would say most. Or I of guess that. there's a third classification of, of women who aren't in the marketplace. Well, I, you know, there's first of all, there's two different sets of blogger bloggers, right? There's the 2,500 bloggers who are in our publishing network, and I would say they're all in the marketplace because they are all part of our advertising network. They we right. share revenue with them, we syndicate their content, we promote their headlines, we. Um, we shine a spotlight on their work. And so whether they're making $20 a month or um, $100,000 a month, you know, they, they're they out there um, in the marketplace with their words and with their with their writing. Right. Uh, there's a whole realm of, of women who attend our conferences or participate on our blogger.com site um, who are not in the publishing network. And, and you know, for them um, – you know they're not, and maybe they're not monetizing at all. I mean, some of them are monetizing some other way, not through the publishing network. Um, so there are certainly those who are doing it more as an avocation. There are certainly those who are doing it more um, as a social or political endeavor, and there's certainly those who are purely personal. Um, I would say that there are there is an increasing interest from these women in building a different kind of career slash business for themselves that ha- that is based around um, um, not just making money with their blog through advertising or something like that, but because of using it as their platform for their professional life where you go right. to see who they are and what they can do. And right, from so there, establishing that yeah. reputation from, from that vantage point. Right, right. Huh, very interesting. Alyssa, can you tell us some some stories ab- about some of the the women? And I, I guess you do have men who who blog as well. But yeah. but uh, I think this group would be more interested to hear about you know kind of a life changing story of of how someone really transformed, whether it's from self esteem or whether it is from a business perspective or or a career perspective of using this as a launching pad again to establish expertise and and experience uh, through the voice that they're able to uh, incorporate into their blogs. Well, one of my favorite stories is about a woman named Laura Lee who lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. And her blog is a personal blog. Uh, I guess you might call her a mommy blogger. Uh, She writes with a lot of humor. But she also writes about real things that have happened in her life that aren't very humorous, like losing a child. And uh, there is a very strong undercurrent of support um, for these kinds of events in our lives that runs through the blogosphere. Very big infertility blogging segment, very big, um, you know, segment of people dealing with illnesses and disease. Um, And in her case, losing a child and finding support. I think because people going through all of those kinds of things begin to feel that they can't share this every day with the real people in their lives because, no, you know, nobody wants to be that constant constantly bringing it up and yet if someone's visiting your blog where you talk about that stuff they're they're opting in to being part of that conversation every day so it's a a level of support and finding your tribe even when that tribe is based around sorrow that's very powerful and for Laura Lee it certainly was Um, but what also happened is that she blogged about um, 
a really catastrophic problem that happened with her health insurance coverage. Um, she had a pregnancy that was defined as a high-risk or pre-existing condition because it was high-risk, and her insurance company dumped her. And her family lost their house, lost, you know, she has bills. Um, it's pretty crazy. And the thing is, her, she was always kind of a moderate Republican, and her husband was very staunch conservative Republican. And, and she was very frustrated because he was not supporting health care reform of any sort, even though this had happened to them personally. And she blogged about this pretty openly. And so when we had our conference this summer, we Valerie Jarrett, who is President Obama's senior advisor, um, was going to come to the conference and wanted to have a lunch with people blogging about health care. She wanted to have a conversation. And so I thought of Laura Lee immediately, and I invited her to this lunch. Um, and there were Democrats and Republicans in this lunch, but probably more Democrats. I mean, Laura Lee was probably one of a couple uh, who were more on the right side. And, um, you know, she told her story. And from there, uh, Valerie Jarrett gave her her card and said, have your husband call me on Monday. I would like to understand his resistance. I would like to understand what he thinks would work. Uh, I would like to talk to him. And that actually happened. Her husband called Valerie Jarrett. They had a, a very civil and, and uh, you know, conversation, which I, I would not say they totally came to an agreement, but um, they right. at least had a meeting of the minds. And Laura Lee said to me that the, on the last night of the conference that her husband had always sort of mocked her blogging a little bit. You know, it's this cute little thing she does. And she had said to him that night when she told him this story and told him he was going to be talking to Ms. Jarrett on Monday, um, she said to him, you know what, you are talking to the senior advisor to the President of the United States because of my blog and because of my voice. So I don't ever want to hear anything again about what is this doing for me. Um, from there, they were That's invited. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, and she was just tell, sitting in the lobby of the hotel telling me how this had really changed her life. It had empowered her and made her mm. know that she had a place she could raise her voice and that um, she could join a community and that together we could be powerful enough that people have to sit up and listen and take notice. From there, Ms. Jarrett invited them to visit the White House, which they did. Um, her, She and her husband went on a local radio show to talk about sort of a, you know, two sides of the political coin. Her husband got a regular segment on that radio station. She has wow. gone on. I mean, from there, so many other things, because she blogged about this whole thing. And, you know, Valerie Jarrett, you know, tweeted about her blog and linked to her and came and commented, and it turned into this huge traffic driver and a huge, I mean, it shone a spotlight on her and her work. And, um, you know, it's been nothing but opportunity for her because she was willing to raise her voice and be out there. And that's sort of a um, more inspirational story. There are definitely uh, lots of women I know who got book deals through blogs, who got consulting deals through blogs, mm. who, you know, who have been invited to take part in all sorts of – we held a series of conference calls with Congress people from both sides of the aisle. Twenty to 25 bloggers could get on the phone with Nancy Pelosi – uh, both Democrats and Republicans, right? We're nonpartisan, so we said, you know, the right. one cap, the one requirement is that you have to be willing to talk to people from both sides of the aisle. Um, to, we said this to the Congress people, and so we held eight or nine different conference calls over the fall, where they got to ask their questions directly to Congress people, 
released, and we, you know, then we publish the transcripts. Um, but you know, so some of the some of the empowerment is very much around policy and politics and, and social issues, and some of it is very much about um, the commercial and the uh, the career. Uh, and then, you know, not to be forgotten is the empowerment that comes from finding a community who cares about what you care about. The parenthood right. can be isolating. Parenthood can be a hard transition and to find people. And I don't know if we're so neighborhood-oriented in a lot of parts of the country as we used to be. Um, so for a lot of women, they are finding relationships that keep them sane through tough times. Uh, and so just the personal empowerment and personal support is, is just as important to some of the women in our community. Well, and it's one of the reasons why we started the Executive Girlfriend, uh, because so many uh, companies have started allowing people to work from home. And we, we have probably, I would say, maybe a 50-50 mix um, on the Executive Girlfriends group of women who who are corporate. <sighs> Sorry, I keep thinking I've turned this off. Um and so, you know, we've got these women who are working from home, even though they're in a corporate job, and, and there is quite a bit of isolation that occurs from that. And, right. and those of us who who have our own businesses, and I've worked uh, out of my home for two years. We had an office building and ended up having to sell it after after our uh, entrepreneurial venture became a not-for-profit, <laughs> not, <laughs> not on purpose. Um, but, you know, just finding that place where you can, uh, you know, really rally around. And, and uh, again, I love the, the mixture of being able to share both electronically and uh, and face-to-face and voice-to-voice, which is why we've structured this. So tell me, tell me a little bit uh, about someone who, who decides to, you know, kind of leave the world of blogging independently. Uh, I happen to blog on about 10 different topics right now, and, and it really is tough uh, to keep up with. Um, if I were to begin blogging uh, or any of our listeners begin uh, as bloggers and blogger, how are we able to to kind of tag what we're talking about uh, in a particular genre, or or do we, you know, create different blogs within each genre? Uh, people take different approaches. I've been one of those people who has started different blogs for different topics. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think that's um, that's for everybody. A lot of people have blogs where they just talk about everything they're interested in, and it really right. depends on your your personal approach. I just have slightly different. I had slightly different reasons for starting every blog, and I sort of wanted to keep them consistent. There are plenty of people who will tell you that having a, a blog, having a real focus, a real niche, will lead to greater success because it's right. easier to dominate a niche than just be a general life blogger. But it depends why you're blogging. Maybe you don't care about dominating a niche. Maybe you just want to get your voice out there and for, for whoever wants to know all about you is all in <laughs> right. one place. I mean, it really depends on your goals. Um, so I think that, but but whatever um, you're, you know, you're doing, the 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 number one thing I always advise is to go out there and listen and read and participate in other people's blogs, um, especially if you want to grow traffic and get people reading you. Um, it's a reciprocal relationship. The blogging community is Definitely. very much based on I read you, you read me, I comment on you, you comment on me, we link to each other. Um, you know, It's all about creating a tribe and finding a community of people. 
Well, I'd like to open it up uh, for questions for those who are on the phone. And, and uh, you know, I know we we have a, a few people who I know are bloggers and, and others perhaps who haven't uh, put their toe in that particular water. So who would like right. to ask the first question? And, and I should say, I, I just mm-hmm. I, I just have about five minutes, actually, because I thought it was going to end at 145. Okay, great. No, that's perfect. That's that's okay. about what time we uh, okay. we allow for questions. Thanks. Sorry about that. No worries. Who would like to ask the first question? This is Tiffany. I've got a question. I've always heard that blogs should be about 200 words or less. Um, what are your guidelines in terms of some of the logistics and putting your content out there? Oh, my. I've never heard that. Um, uh, we don't have any guidelines about length of post. Here, again, it's it's what's your goal? What do you want out of it? Um, there are blogs that are created to try and drive a lot of search engine traffic and try to drive a lot of, therefore, search engine advertising you know, dollars and and. They create a lot of posts that are fairly short, and they're all full of keywords. And I'm sure they're very that's their goal, and that, that probably helps them be really successful about it. Um, but if your goal is to persuade around a certain topic, or if your goal is to connect with people and, and tell your story, or if your goal is to analyze and provide your thought leadership around some business topic, 200 words, like that's, that's nothing. I mean, that's for someone who wants to start a blog about Britney Spears, and and and, and these things exist, you know, um, to drive a lot of traffic and therefore monetize. Uh, I I would never give people that kind of limit. And yes, it's hard. Some you know, if you have all really 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 long posts, you may not find a lot of people who want to slog through them all. But um, two hundred words, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> you shocked me. <laughs> Thanks. Okay, do we have any other questions? Hi, this is Carolyn. Uh-huh. Am I off mute? Yep. Yes, you are. Good. Um, can you talk a little bit about a business blog? Uh, any guidelines or, or uh, suggestions in terms of trying to hit the right balance between, um, you know, as a consultant, uh, you know my advice and my you know I charge for for my insights. Uh, how do you hit the right balance between having a blog that's interesting and you know has something provocative and insightful, yet not cannibalizing uh, what you do for fees? Um, yeah, and that's exactly what I used to do, right? Which is be a consultant and have a business blog. Like that, but there are a million business blogs out there. And you have to provide something of value or no one has a reason to come visit you versus any of the others. Um, And uh, moreover, I mean, the point of the insights that you're sharing is to show them that they want to work with you because um, you've got more there. So I would comment, um, I think you have to show a little leg. I think you have to, um, you know, give a little to get a little. Uh, and and I think that, um, you know, what typically happens is when you're working specifically with the company, I mean, they have individual things that you could never write a blog post about. Every in, uh, in situation actually is individual and different. But there are general principles and concepts that um, you may have a different way of thinking about or a different perspective on, um, that everybody's talking about how do you do X, Y, or Z. Um, I think it's okay to share a little bit. If, if your perspective is different on that, it's okay to share your perspective. 
um, when you start getting down into implementation, I think you know I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily give away exactly how you walk through implementing concepts and and um, and philosophies you have that are different than anybody else. But I think talking about what you believe about your business is important. It differentiates you. Does that help? That's great. I like your uh, metaphor of sh- show a little leg. It sounds like maybe all the way up to the calf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, Alyssa, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, I am... I am going to be venturing off into blog her land. I think oh, that uh, you know, I took a look at it briefly when when we uh interviewed you a couple of weeks ago and and I really uh am feeling like that would be a good place, a uh, good home for my blogs. Oh, excellent. Well, I'll look forward to seeing you on the site. Okay, terrific. Well, thank you again and uh Alyssa, can you tell folks uh how they can reach you if uh how they can follow you on Twitter might be yep. uh, a good place. So my Twitter handle is Elisa C E L I S A C, and my uh, email is Elisa at blogher dot com E L I S A at blogher B L O G H E R dot com. Okay, terrific. Well, have a great weekend, Thank and you. Uh, I will see you on Blogher. Okay, awesome. Thanks, everyone. Okay, bye bye.